With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to part two of the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis, podcast producer, Dave Schofield, the other co-editor, and we're about to have some fun here. Uh, we want to talk about, and this ha- this stemmed from last week. Last week, we did an entire show about how the, the five things the Steelers should not do in the NFL draft, and I thought it was a great show. I thought it was, you know, really fun we had a good discussion and so someone i can't remember if it was in the comment section if it was on twitter or if it was on uh our live chat or someone commented on the youtube video i'm not sure but someone said you should do a five things fans should not do during the draft so what are five things that fans should not do during the draft i said you know what i like that i like that idea so we decided let's do it in the second segment tonight and here we go We'll start with Brian. Now, Brian, I got to give him a little bit of props because he typically does. Do you, you do an etiquette? Is it for the draft or just the Super Bowl? But you're used I do, to doing I do Super order. Bowl etiquette, but I may have done a draft etiquette in the past. Okay. So he has some experience here. So we're going to let you go first. Uh, what's your top thing that you tell fans they should not do during the NFL draft? Okay. Number one for me is don't be close-minded to a pick. And okay. I got to tell you, I remember way back in 2014, I even put this out on Facebook. I was I was not with the site at the time. I wasn't with any site. I was just a fan. And I was really ticked off that the Steelers took this, this uh, late rising guy out of Ohio State. And I didn't really think they needed an inside linebacker. I was not happy with the Ryan Shazier pick. And then all of a sudden, people started saying, wait, look at this, look at this you know, check him out a little bit. 
And after I started watching some stuff, uh, highlights, reading more about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could get behind this pick. But yeah, I really wanted, I mean, they're going to really regret not picking Dark West Denard. <laughs> and so, you know, shows, uh, that just shows my ignorance to the whole situation that I got to be more open-minded. And this is going to probably, I throw this in all the time. I say it all the time. They know more than I know. They know more than you know. And so just kind of trust that they've scouted them so much better than I have by just uh, looking on YouTube and reading what uh, Adam Schefter has to say. So there you go. So you're saying, in the as Muhammad says, don't be Dave when your team picks Deontay Johnson because we all know that Dave <laughs> hates Deontay Johnson still to this day. He is the charter member of the Deontay Johnson hate club. So, yeah. all right, Dave, go I have ahead. a signed mini helmet from him. That's all. <laughs> um, he's only the, the background on my phone. Um, mine are in no particular order. Okay? okay. And mine are a little bit different. Mine all start off. Don't be that guy. I should say, don't be that guy or gal. Cause we have plenty of, of, of gals, but they wouldn't be this way. I'm going to say that. So I'm going to tell everyone else to don't be that guy. And these are all from experiences that I've had in the past or even extremely recently. Don't be that guy who thinks just because you love someone means the Steelers has to love them too. Mm, I like yeah, that. I, I, like, I that. like that. We all have our draft crushes. And I think it was uh, Kevin Smith. Cliff Harris is still a punk for a really good article about the all-time best draft crushes in BTSC history since he has been there. And I think Andrew Billings. Andrew Billings. <laughs> Baylor was the number one draft crush. And he went to – didn't he get drafted like the third round? Fourth. 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 Oh, my God. Because the Steelers, the, first. <laughs> the Steelers took Hargrave yeah. in the third round. Yeah. I remember that. I'm like – all the, they, they took someone to position. Falling and, yeah. and falling. We're like, we're going to get Billings. We don't get Billings. What are we doing? Oh Second wait, round. he's there in the next Second round. round. We got We're Billings. Get Billings. We're not going to no. go. <laughs> All right, Dave Shipley gives us five dollars and says, "In Rooney, Colbert, and BTSC, I trust." Thank you, Dave, for Thanks, the tip, Dave. and thank you for the nice comment. We appreciate it. We hope that you all are always there, uh, enjoying the content. All right, so my top one is: don't pretend that you can do better. I cannot stand. Number one, I never have liked armchair quarterbacks. You know, the, the people that, oh, Ben stinks. Yeah, I could make that throw. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. And the people that say, oh, I've been scouting these guys and I've been watching my film and this guy's the better pick. Look, don't pretend that you can do better. You can absolutely be educated. You can educate yourself. You can watch film and you can have an opinion. But do not pretend that somehow you are the equivalent of a I don't know, a general manager in the National Football League, okay? If you want to do your mock drafts and you want to be Matty Peverell and have, uh, you know, the Steelers somehow trade. gaining 55 picks because he <laughs> made 14 trades in the draft, whatever, that's fine. You're entitled to doing that, but that doesn't mean that you should be the one pulling the trigger on the pick, okay? So keep that in mind. Uh, that's my number one. Don't pretend that you can do better. Go ahead, Dave. I'm just going to say, because mine were in no order, it was technically my number five. It was, don't be that guy who says, if only they would have listened to me, this team would be stacked for the next 10 years. <laughs> so I'm, I'm right behind you on that one. So, but just wanted to phrase it in the way that I did. So I agree. You, yours was on my list as well. Jeff. Okay. So Brian's would have been, if it were only me, we'd have a team full of Senquez Golsons. But anyway. <laughs> 
of Gabe Rivera's. Yes, I know. <laughs> All right, Brian, back to you. What's your second one? I'm an apologist. Just trust me. I am. All right. You guys, live chat's going to be really ticked off with this one. Don't go crazy and don't be close-minded to a running back in the first round. <laughs> if they feel like a running back is going to benefit this team, they can get a running back in the first round because this is what they're doing. Don't Okay, you need to have peripheral vision here, not the tunnel vision. I know they don't all teams don't typically pick a running back in the first round. It does happen. If you feel that they're, you're only going to get five years out of running back and that's not enough, and then you can get one in other rounds, sure, yes, you can. But Benny Snell was picked in the fourth round. He's not your starter now. That hasn't happened yet. Now, they have – I'm kind of stealing from another one. They have 20 different drafts and plans here. They have – if they feel like the running back is – Number one, they know the offensive tackle that they could get at number two and be very happy with it. They know the center they can get very happy, be very happy with. I hope I'm not pulling on a, uh, I'm, I hope I'm not stepping on Dave's toes here because I know this is something that he always says. Don't fall in love with a particular player. If I stole one of yours, Dave, no, I'm it's, sorry. I didn't put that one because I have. Well, minor, like I said, minor different. <laughs> and, and the reason I didn't put that immediately on my list is because Dave always says that because he's going to end up wearing purple. But if you, everybody that's falling in love right now with Creed Humphrey, there's a guy in the second that they're comfortable with if they get a guy in the first at a different position. There's a guy in the third round that they're comfortable with at center or at running back if they go offensive tackle first and center second. There's so many different positions that they have plans for. If this guy's not here, then we go to this plan, but we have this backup plan. They have so many plans. If you can get a blockbuster running back for the next five years, you take them. If you feel it fits your team and everybody that's going, I'm not, guys, save it because I'm not looking. I'm definitely not paying attention. There's going to be no two losses for Seattle right now <laughs> because I'm not looking at it because I know what you're going to say. But here's the thing. Yes, they got to fix the line first. I know they've got to fix the line. But guess what? You don't have to fix it in the first round. You can get those guys in other rounds. It's not the one, it's not the guy in the first round that's great and no one else is potential starter. You get starters in other rounds. I don't think he listened to Stat Geek this morning, did he? Yeah. I did not. Yeah. He, he needs to. It'll, it'll, I'm telling you, you right now, it'll completely change the way you view the narratives around the first year for rookies. It really will. I was driving to work, literally saying to myself, holy crap, Like you can't debate this. These are straight-up fact numbers. I don't want to ruin it because I really want people to check it out. So, Dave, what's your next one? It, it even surprised me. That's what happened when you get a great question. But anyway, yeah. um, speaking of which, I have to answer. I had someone else ask me another question. I'm like, that was my trivia for tonight. So we got to make sure we get there. Right. Like I said, mine are different because I'm, I'm talking about specific things. Don't be that guy, okay? Don't be that guy who's done 57 mock drafts. And when the Steelers <laughs> pick someone, you selected in one of them. You're like, I called it. I called it. I knew that was the pick. 
I can't stand it. Don't be that guy. That's the guy that fills out 30 NCAA brackets. And in one of them, you pick a 15 to upset a two. And then when they do it, you're like, oh, my goodness, I knew exactly this is what was going to happen. Yeah, well, you did do it in the other 29. So just don't be that guy. It's okay. Now, some people, they're behind someone. And then they're the, I mean, like Shannon was behind Alex Highsmith in the third round all last year. You know, that's yeah. cool. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the person, you know, you can even say I'd be more that person. I'm not going to say I called it because I've had several different thoughts of different people with different positions through this whole process. So I can't say, I can't go back because I've, I've, I've looked at a dozen different guys that I think they'll take in the first round and then say, Oh, wow, I nailed that pick. I knew that's exactly who they were going to take. Um, yeah. I might have to come on the, the show after the draft and say exactly that just to rile people up. that's a good one though i really like that one um my don't do list is don't put any trust into any type of draft grade for at least two years there's so so many people that look at like pff gave our draft class a d minus they stink colbert's awful well okay go back and look at 2020's draft grades that's the most recent draft class that we have. I guarantee you they weren't very kind to the Steelers. I remember writing those articles. They were probably C's, C minuses, maybe a B here or there. I don't remember writing any article that had someone giving them an A. Turned out to be a really good draft class. When they redrafted everything after last season, the Steelers had three first-round draft picks in Claypool, Highsmith, and Dotson. Think about that. So just, And that's only after one year, mind you. So, like, let's say Antoine Brooks Jr. really takes a step forward or Anthony McFarlane really starts to play well in his second year and finds a nice little niche in the team. That changes everything. you got to wait a couple years. Now, I'm not going to be a, you know, I'm not going to stand here and say, we're not going to do draft grades this year. No, we are because we're not stupid and we run a website that's based off of page views. We're going to do we're going to do grades. We're going to try to do them in a way that's a little bit different, more about grading the pick at the time, who was available, stuff like that. But still... Keep that in mind. All right, Brian, go ahead. What's your next one? My next one was don't pay attention to the so-called experts when they grade your team's draft. Hey! <laughs> hey! Original thought! Yeah. Um, so, but let me... I'm glad you said that, Jeff. When you go back to 1974, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, besides the first-round pick and Lynn Swan, everybody else is a complete reach and a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. That's what they said. Yeah. And they didn't address the needs they really needed. Absolutely. <laughs> so how many Hall of Famers? In that class? Well, they, they, they said that uh, Lynn Swan was okay, but apparently at number two, Jack Lambert was a reach at number three, Stallworth and Jimmy Allen, which Jimmy Allen, they got a couple years out of, I mean, he didn't last that long. No number four pick and number five, Mike Webster wasn't good at all. Plus throw in the fact that you have four hall of famers from that draft. Then think about this. You have an undrafted free agent from that draft. This guy, (laughs) that guy that, from South Carolina state that had just got on the hall of fame. So five hall of famers. And when you look at the rest of the hall of famers picked in the 1974 draft, there's only a couple. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. Go ahead, Dave. What's your I got to say it, especially after one of the comments just in the live chat, you ready? Here you go. Don't be that guy. 
In this case, I have to say that girl, Steeler Chick 46. Don't be that guy who makes fun of someone who can't pronounce the player. <laughs> okay? Don't be that guy. You know Chris why? Kumachi here's the deal. Here, yeah, here, here's the deal. Okay. Next thing you know, you're you're making fun of the dyslexic guy that he can't read their names. He's bringing out the disability. Yeah. And you also have to you're like, oh, I just don't know any of these players. Yeah. I have read hundreds of mock drafts doing these mock draft Monday articles. But you know what I haven't done? I haven't listened to people say their names. No. I'm not watching it on TV. Forget that. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm reading these mock drafts. So I've seen their names. I can I, I can identify them, but I can't pronounce them. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy. And you know what? When you draft Chris Sumatu Mafala, you end up calling him Foo anyways, and it's fine. Yeah. Just like Jay. Oh no! Tuesday night Denver. it was the it was was it a receiver from Illinois? Oh, um, uh, they said the Bebey. Imator Bebey. Imator Bebey. Have you That's seen like how his Gary. name's really spelled? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I say I it every year that. I want the Steelers to draft this guy. I know nothing about him. I just want to hear the Yinzers pronounce his name. Yeah, I yeah. say that all the time. My, I mean, this goes back to hockey. This was years ago. Yeah, I'm a big Pittsburgh Penguin fan in that. I go down and see Lemmy X and Jagger at the arena and everything. Lemmy X and Jagger. People said Lemmy X. I would be happy. I'm happy at late rounds where they just draft guys with really cool names. Like this year on our on our one Tuesday night, we could have we could have drafted Diablo. I'm like, come on, give me the devil, man. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I want the Steelers. I want a taco Charlton so bad because I want a taco. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. All right. Dave Shipley gives us five dollars. Says, can we get an amen for Omar Khan? I'm glad he's still with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's for sure. All right. That was a good one, Dave. The pronunciation, it's always a good one. Here's mine. Don't overvalue day three picks. I swear, every year we are talking about these day three picks. And there is some value there. And you do see uh some significant players coming from day three, but let's be honest, the odds are not in their favor. And sometimes it'll be a seventh round pick. Oh, they, I can't believe they took Carlos Davis when there was someone else that I just loved still available. It's a seventh round pick, man. Like, come on. I, I get it. And there is some value there, but don't overvalue. Don't freak out over a seventh round pick as if it was your first round pick. That's a stark difference. Don't even compare a third round pick to a seventh round pick. Like it's literally two different beasts. And what do you always say, Dave? A seventh round pick is what? An undrafted rookie that you, you didn't, didn't want, want anyone to else to, to get. Over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's my thing. Like, I think a lot of times people just go a little overboard with those late, we're talking six, seventh round picks. It's not that you don't get good ones. Oh, yeah. You're going to find them eventually. Right. Like, I mean, Jonah on Facebook says, wasn't Vince Williams a day three? Yeah, so was Antonio Brown. He's a sixth yeah. round pick. I mean, guess- they both were sixth round, but still, I mean, how many times have they got two in the same draft that were day that would have been day three picks that really panned out? Uh, that's uh, that's Brian's probably going to make me go look that one up now or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, Brian. I'm looking them up in my series yeah. that yeah. you should be checking out. We're doing the fifth round picks this week, the best yeah, of nice. all time. So, all right, but, Brian, go ahead with your next one on the list. This is kind of reiterating a couple things that I said before. So, since this is my number four. I'm going to say this. Don't forget that you aren't an insider, but don't regurgitate what the insiders say and keep it as your own. Don't listen to what Mel Kuyper is saying and go out and uh, take that as your own. So don't do that. 
That's a good That's one. Good. What about you, Dave? What's your next one? Uh, mine, it, it's anticlimactic to end on this one because this was actually from something today when I was um, defending one deputy editor, Michael Beck, on Twitter. Um, don't don't be that guy that tries to make other people look silly by over-exaggerating. You know, because <laughs> Michael Beck put out this, this poll. It was a great poll. And if you look at the heart of what the poll was asking, um, he was asking, would you rather have... I'm going to butcher some names, so I'm just I'm not going to put it out there completely. Um, would you rather have um, Najee Harris in the first, and then the lineman from uh, Wisconsin Whitewater and Northern Iowa, um, as was, yeah, it's Northern Iowa. Um, that one's Spencer Brown. I know that name. Um, as you're in minors, yeah. W- would you rather have those three picks, or would you rather have where some other players fell to you early and you got Darisol in the one and Creed Humphrey in the two, but then you got, I don't even remember what running back you put down there. It was someone ranked like 100 or later. In other words, it was the notion of, would were, are you happy getting extra value in the first round, but not addressing the running back position? Or are you making sure you get that running back knowing that you could have had some some value that you never thought you would have had otherwise. And someone actually said about the first one that was Darisol and Creed Humphrey says, oh, no, why don't you just go ahead and say that they're going to take Trevor Lawrence in the first and Kyle Pitts in the second and the tackle from Oregon in the third. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's the same thing because it's just as likely. I'm sorry. It's not just as likely. It really isn't. There have been some mock drafts that have put Darisol later than what the Steelers pick. Very, very few ones. And I still, and I don't think he's going to be there. It was just a great question, but don't be that guy that thinks you got to go. And like uh, when, when someone's disappointed that someone that they, that they wanted get, gets picked two picks before the Steelers go um, and turn around and say, Oh yeah, well, they really never had a, had a chance at, uh, at um, Zach Wilson. Of course they didn't. Of course they didn't. Don't, don't, don't be that. Don't be that guy. <laughs> well, the, those are the people also that the breakdowns I've done on behind the steel yeah. curtain that will say like, oh. I did one on day. I did one on Darisaw. He'll never be there at 24. This is a waste of time. Well, you know, people do slide a lot. Neither I mean, was David DeCastro. Exactly. Right That's, this, honestly, DeCastro was probably ranked higher than Darisaw in his draft. DeCastro was supposed to be like, if not top 10, right around the 10th pick. Yeah. And he slid all the way to 24. I've seen Darisaw as high as seven and as low as 29. If he's seven, then they have him ahead of Slater, probably. Which yeah, and is his and shock. his average is thirteen. <clears throat> so, yeah. I, right. so yeah, he's probably not going to be there. But the whole point of the question was, if he's there, are you going to are you still going to be disappointed that the Steelers didn't get and they just and they don't end up getting one of the top three running backs? Are you going to be disappointed because they they actually made the move on that kind of player that was there, Can't and that was ultimately all. and shockingly the results of the poll was. They wanted the running back. I'm like, these people are crazy. <laughs> you know what? Let me chime I mean, in. I understand this. wanting the running back, but you don't pass up with someone that – you don't pass up a David DeCastro like that. You don't do it. Right. Sorry. If I could chime in real quick, we are looking for different ways to present material to you all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a stretch. Read the article fully <laughs> before you <laughs> criticize <laughs> – what we're saying because a lot of the times and i get this on tony's podcast all the time they'll they'll read they'll read his headline on the podcast and then they'll just 
bounce on them. And then I'll have to type in, I'm like, did you even listen to the show? Did you even read the article? Because that's satire. There's, we don't have the sarcasm font. I think we need it sometimes. But what I'm saying is read the whole thing and understand. So I don't have to say, all right, I'm going to fight with this guy now, which I usually don't. But every once in a while, I'm like, look, read the thing and realize that we're thinking outside of the box. And that's exactly what they were doing in that article. If people do fall, everybody is saying this too. It's like, well, that guy's never going to be available in the third round, but everybody you bring up is never going to be available in the third round. Somebody's got to drop. Yeah. You know, people are going to drop. Yep. All right. So I'm done. My that last, was my last one. <laughs> my last one on my list is trades should never be assumed. So go back to the scenario that Dave said where someone takes a guy that the Steelers might have coveted two picks before Pittsburgh and people say, oh, they should have traded up. Well, they might have called, but the team might not have wanted to give up their pick. They might have liked that player. Like, Don't assume the teams are also don't assume that someone's going to try to trade back into the first round. It doesn't always happen. You have to have a team that's willing to trade up or wanting to get back into the first because that's that's for some reason more so this year than most. It's everyone wants to trade back, trade back, trade back, trade back, just trade back. A team has to want to come back into the first round and the Steelers have to be comfortable with what they're giving up. They have to be willing to give up their first round pick. Possibly they have to be feeling like they get a good enough compensation to give up that first round pick. It doesn't always happen. I think that's probably one of the toughest trades to pull off. In my opinion, if you're giving up, like let's say someone says, Oh, we're, we already had our first round pick. We want to go back into the first round. We want Steelers at 24. We're going to give you our second. What else are you going to give up? That's going to be a tough sell. So just never assume that the trade's going to happen. Go ahead, Dave. People don't understand how amazing it was that the Steelers pulled off the trade for Devin Bush. Because that yeah. not a, that was the Broncos pick. That's who they were going to take. And do you have any idea? I mean, it's one thing to jump ahead of a team in order to get them because you want to jump, you know, that's what the Steelers did when they traded up for Mason Rudolph. They jumped ahead of the two picks of Cincinnati so they could grab them. But to trade with the team that's going to actually take the player and that then they're actually willing to, to, to do the trade with you, that was a big deal that they pulled that off. Yeah. You know what? I, I just want to jump in on that. It, it's funny. I agree with you completely on that because they they took the guy away from the Broncos that they wanted to take. Broncos ended up getting a good deal as well, too, because they're very happy with uh, Noah Fant. And then with a second-round pick, they got their center. They got Cushenberry. So but that was who they got the next year, but yeah. That was okay. I'm yeah, sorry. That was, was last year. year. Yep. But and they, I think, with their second pick, they got somebody very good, too, as well. So they, they did well in that. I think they traded that pick. But they they used it to move up and get somebody good. They did. Yeah, some something happened mm-hmm. there. All right, Brian, are you done with your list, or do you? No, have I, I have one more, and Go this ahead. is the one I alluded to before. Don't break up with your significant other the morning of the draft when the Steelers are talking about trading up for Santonio Holmes. Don't do that. What? I will never forgive my wife. I. We weren't even fighting. She just was having one of those down days. We were on the phone. I was living about an hour away, and she called. Well, maybe, you know, everything's going on with my family here. I don't want to put all this pressure on you, so maybe we should just not go out anymore. Maybe we should just break up. I'm like, this is the draft. 
This is my my Christmas day. You cannot break up with me on draft day. So every year on draft day, I bring up that she broke up with me on draft day. I tell my kids on how my wife, how your mom broke up with me on draft day, and they wouldn't exist if I didn't insist that after the Steelers pick Santonio Holmes, that that uh, she should stay with me. We were broken up for like pretty much for about two hours because I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to you after the Steelers pick and we'll be okay. Oh my gosh. Can, okay. can I ask you guys a real quick question before we do a quick trivia? Yeah. What, what is more disappointing? If you're someone who gets, who kind of has a player you would like the Steelers to draft for that player to go a pick or two before they pick or for that player to be available and the Steelers did not take them. Uh, I, I would much them passing on the players worse than someone uh, taking them before him. Because like, even like the William Jackson, the third scenario yeah. where they took Artie Burns, the Steelers can't control that. You know, you, they can't control that. But if you pass on the guy, you had like, him there. He like people available. upset last year with, when they didn't draft Dobbins. Yeah. I mean, Dobbins yeah. was there. I mean, I was yeah. never, I wasn't as high on him as most people were, but still. Yeah. Brian, what about you? Well, I uh, Chris Johnson comes to mind because the very pick after they take Richard Mendenhall, you could have got Chris Johnson. Uh, you don't know those things. Hindsight is twenty twenty, of course. Artie Burns, maybe hold out ten more picks, get Xavier Xavier Howard. I mean, that would have been nice, you know. I mean, yeah. but it's it's really tough. But as far as getting Dave's right about the trade up, another team trading ahead of you too because. In 2007, as great as Lawrence Timmons' law dog was, love him. He wasn't the pick there. It was Darrell Revis. The Jets convinced the Carolina Panthers to trade, moved up one spot ahead of the Steelers, and picked Darrell Revis. That was going to be the next Pittsburgh Steeler number one pick, the next corner. So when we talk about how the Steelers can't draft a corner, well, they would have drafted a very good corner there. They just got somebody moved ahead of them. There you go. Yep. All right, trivia time, Dave. We're running out of time. Let's do this. Yes, we got to do this quick. So um, this was something that that I have to that I had to mention because it kind of goes along with what I talked about on Stat Geek this morning. Um, I had someone uh, it was actually Captain Underpants email me a follow up question. I said, "Oh, well, a question." I said, "Listen to my Stat Geek this morning." He's like, "I just did." I'm like, "Oh, well, that's on my brain." Oh, I didn't say it in there. It's because I was saying it for the trivia. So he wants to hear this. Okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers, under under Kevin Colbert, we were looking at stuff. We were looking at, at first-round picks and everything that they were doing. I only did from 2012 on because I was looking at snap counts, and that's when, that's when they're available. But when you go back and look at it, there were four first-round picks in the Kevin Colbert era that did not start a game their rookie season. Who were they? They played because every one of them, everyone played. Every first round pick is played, and every second round pick is played, Shoot. and start, even eventually start started a game, game, except for except for since, or, or not even started a game. But I mean, they've all played except for Sanquez goals. Um, but who did not start any games as a rookie, first round draft pick in the Kevin Colbert era? Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward. That is correct because he didn't start any games his first two seasons. Ziggy Hood. Ziggy Hood. Is that two? That's two. Nice. How many do we have? Four. Four. Okay, I was definitely going to say Cam. Hmm. And no cheat. Troy Polamalu. 
Troy Palomalu did not start nice. any games his rookie season. Nice. See, people didn't listen to your uh, stat geek. I see some of these answers rolling in. They didn't listen to the stat yeah, geek. From 2012 on, they all started yeah. eventually. Yeah. Um, before then. There's only one. Come on, one Brian. More. I gave I indicted two. We'll leave as a second round pick. I got one. Uh let's see. 2007. Would it be Timmons? That was gonna say Thaddeus, you're you're the right year, but wrong, wrong, wrong round. The aforementioned Lawrence Timmons. Wow. Yeah. So quick two quick follow-ups. One, who was the only player in the Kevin Colbert era as a rookie to start every game? That's an easy one. Who is the what? The only first round, sorry, first round draft pick in the Kevin Colbert era to start every game their rookie season. All 16. I mean, I would have to say, well, no, it's not Ben Roethlisberger. Um, TJ Watt? TJ Watt was injured in week three. Ah. He, he was. He's one of the four that was 15 starts. Plexico? Um, nope. Santana. Wide receivers, too many. No. Too well, many because that's in and out. Okay. A formation. Um, I thought this was an easy one. Pouncy? Yeah, it's Marquise Pouncey. There you go. Marquise Pouncey started every game. There was four players that started 15. That was Heath Miller, TJ Watt, Terrell Edmonds, and Devin Bush. Um, all started all started 15. But then what I was asked also was did the did the Steelers? So this kind of goes to the question is did the Steelers ever draft anyone and just kind of to to not play them their rookie year? I mean, they kind of did that with Cam, but they played him, but they never started him. So this goes back to the merger because before the merger doesn't count because you could draft guys that didn't even play for the team. Who appeared in the least number of games as a first-round draft pick their rookie season since 1970? I'm not, I'm not going to make this go very long. I'm... Dave Brown. Good guess, but that's not correct. I don't know. Greg Hawthorne. Another good guess, but it's not correct. Gabriel, well, no. Why don't you tell us who it was? Well, no, no. Um, well, you were right because you said Gabriel Vera. He played in six games. Um, Walter Abercrombie was six. Huey Richardson was five. DeCastro only played four because he was injured. Same with Richard Mendenhall and same with John Renstra. But the player that only played in one game their rookie season was in 1980. Mark Malone. Dick, Dick Shiner. Oh, sorry. Mark Malone. So technically, Mark Malone, you could say, was someone who was drafted to sit and wait and be the next guy. So. <laughs> that, that always makes me laugh. <laughs> How many times do you say Dick Shiner at home? You know, like your I honestly, I honestly don't accept this, this show is the only time I say it. Hey unless Jeff, the, your wife says Dick, yeah. Hey Jeff, guess who I saw today? Dick Shiner? No. <laughs> Unless I get a, a mention from Dick Shiner's burner Twitter account. That's the only time I bring him up. <laughs> nope. All right. Uh, let's do some very quick final words. Unless, Brian, you have trivia. Do you have I trivia? do not. Nope. All right. Final Good. words. I final thoughts, Brian. Go ahead. Enjoy this ride that's coming up and realize that there's going to be so much coming out the next couple of weeks. There's going to be so many players that you can't miss. But in two weeks from tonight, when we're celebrating that number one pick, celebrate that number one pick. These guys really know what they're doing. Sometimes they miss, but when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and their drafting success, especially the first round picks in the last decade, it's pretty solid. All right, Dave, final thoughts. I've said it a bunch of times. 
I just want to know who's going to be wearing black and gold so I can fall in love with them. I really do. Because I mean, even, even, even some players, I'm like, Oh, I really hope they take it there. That would be so great. I'm not feeling the same way now. I'm really okay with whatever the Steelers do. I just want to know who it's going to be. I want to, I want to read Brian's article, guessing what number they're going to be. So then that way we can prepare for Brian to get 17 jerseys of it. Um, if, if he can and, and see, see him wear them all on the podcasts and know who it is that we'll be cheering for. I don't care. If they're if they're a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to love them. Hopefully, um, so I just can't wait to know who it is. As for me, I'm just praying they draft a punter in the seventh round. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to finish it out there. Make sure you uh, check out behindthesealcurtain.com, which is a one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Make sure you follow us on our podcast platform wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. Uh, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. There it is, folks. Have a great week. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Steelers Preview. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.